Welcome to the Astrology Rocks podcast for the week of November 19th, 2012, brought to you by Sastrology. I'm Michelle Suzanne, author of your weekly forecast at Sastrology. You'll also find me at starstruckastrology.org. Okay, let's dive in and talk about what's up in the skies this holiday week and a very happy American Thanksgiving to those of you celebrating that. It's actually a fine week for a celebration, although there is some sticky energy too. So let's start with the sticky energy. Um, we start the week off with a first quarter square moon in Aquarius, and that's happening on Tuesday. Basically, the gist of a first quarter square moon is it represents the first hurdle that will arise for you from the foundation of any new intentions that you set last week at the new moon. Now, last week's new moon also happened to be a solar eclipse in Scorpio. So it's quite possible then rather th- that rather than having set your own intentions, the cosmos kind of delivered um, an eclipse event to you. And that would have either changed your mandate or your direction or uh, opened up a, a whole new possibility for you. I hope it was benevolent, if that's the case, dear listener, and I hope that you're faring well. So now a week later, we get this first quarter square moon. And that's when we tend to come into some type of internal conflict. And in this case, because the energy that we're dealing with is Sun and Scorpio square or 90 degree right angle to Moon in Aquarius, that internal conflict can feel, for instance, like pitting a fear of moving ahead with the fear of staying stuck in the past. Okay, uh, Scorpio can get stuck in the past. Aquarius can be too um, uh, forward thinking and forget that there is a past and there is, in fact, a present moment as well. All right. Um, the, the drama that you may experience is really besides the point. It's meant to be a clue, not a thing that you get stuck in. Okay, so the usefulness of this cosmic amber signal lies in forcing you perhaps to take a time out. You can use that time out to check your blind spot or to check in with yourself. You know, ask yourself, is this goal that I've established for for myself in keeping with my heart's desire? Does my next action move me closer to or further away from where I intend to set sail. Okay, so that inner turmoil that can happen with any 90-degree planetary angle, um, that is simply a signal for you just to pay attention to what's happening and to proceed with your eyes wide open. Uh, You don't stay stuck in your drama. You simply use it as information and you move accordingly. Now, the planets Mars, Pluto, Saturn, and Uranus are highly featured in this crucial phase of the lunar journey because Mars and Pluto co-rule the Sun and Scorpio, and each are making aspects or geometric alignments with Saturn and Uranus. Saturn and Uranus are the co-rulers of the Moon in Aquarius. Now, this is important because we've got a type of 
planetary resonance, and that allows energy to flow in spite of some of the river dams that may be present through the 90-degree angles. Now, at the time of that first quarter square moon in Aquarius, Mars is in Capricorn, the sign of its exaltation where it does its best work, and it's building towards a square. We've got another square uh, with Uranus retrograde in Aries. Now, that energy is is really going to pop on Friday, November the 23rd, but you can feel it building right from the beginning of the week. So I would say that Mars square, Mars square Uranus is an even stronger amber signal than the one we get from the first quarter square moon. Um, Mars rules Aries where Uranus is housed over the, over these next several years. So we're seeing more symbolic symmetry here. And in light of this, I would prefer to read this year's Mars square Uranus as a benevolent note of caution rather than a wall you must bang your head against. In fact, don't do that. Don't bang your head against the wall. Aries rules the head and you're just going to give yourself a headache or a concussion. I think what is helpful to focus on with Mars square Uranus is that you're building something or you're moving towards something, something that feels really important to you. So now you, you check in. Is this thing strictly for your benefit or can it also benefit others? This right angle between Mars and Uranus may slow you down enough to check your motives and to assess what kind of return you expect for your energy and whether or not the project is viable. It's also important for you to check in. Is your passion poured into this goal? Or does it serve only the purpose of bringing in some dough? Because it's your passion that's called for now. That's what's truly important. Um, Still, you know, we can be really excited about something, um, but wherever Mars is concerned, we do need to be cautious, okay? We need to be cautious of speeding, of rushing in too quickly. So in your zeal, in your passion, the caution for you is to keep your feet on the ground, that's Capricorn, grounded energy, and stay alert to the changing landscape around you that Uranus and Aries represents. We all know it. We're going through huge tidal shifts collectively. And your job is to be aware of where we are moving to. Now, Mars is also building towards a sextile, that's a 60-degree angle, with planet Saturn in the sign of Scorpio. So, Mars and Saturn are currently in mutual reception. That means they are each in each other's sign. Mars is in Capricorn, that is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is in Scorpio, that is ruled by Mars. And this short-lived 60-degree alignment is extra powerful because of this mutual reception. So I'm encouraging you to make the most of it. It's building now, but the energy becomes exact on Saturday, November the 24th. I know many people take Saturday off. It's the weekend. But if if you've got a special project on the go, I would suggest you make a strong push on Saturday. And it probably won't even feel as though you're particularly working hard. 
yet you're going to get quite a lot more accomplished than usual. So really go for it. We get one Mars sextile Saturn a year. And over the next three years, this aspect happens with Mars and Saturn in mutual reception, making the energy that much more potent and concentrated. But this particular Saturday of 2012 is stronger than next year. Okay, you have an opportunity to turn what you love and what you are really skilled at into a business opportunity. All right, so make hen- make hay, my friends. Uh, we, you know, you can tell we're in, we're really in a very powerful cycle right now because Mars is moving into a conjunction that's a union with Pluto. Um, we'll talk about that more next week, but we are really in a powerful time right now, ladies and gentlemen, for um, uber productivity. In the meantime, Pluto is also in aspect to both Saturn and Uranus. Now, Saturn is slowly moving into an exact sextile 60-degree angle with Pluto, and we can cash in on that energy as it builds now. Um, we're going to talk more about Saturn sextile Pluto. Um, it's an opportunity for meaningful change, and we're going to talk about it more when we are submerged in that energy. For now, it's helpful for you to know that Saturn and Pluto are in an ongoing mutual reception over the next nearly three years. They're working as a team to strengthen you, to help you purge old habits purge old circumstances, old relationships, whatever it is that keeps you from really fulfilling your greatest work and tapping into your most beautiful potential. So Saturn, sextile Pluto, can actually help usher in some healthier and some life-affirming choices for you. Now, Pluto has been in this ongoing square with Uranus. This energy keeps up on, over the next three years. Um, that that 90-degree angle will sometimes back off a little bit, and sometimes it becomes more intense. But know that the energy is there as this background hum, and sometimes that hum becomes a really loud buzz, and sometimes it's just a, a bit of a background noise. But both planets are really reshaping the very fabric of our societies and our cultures. Regardless of where on this planet you live, we are all changing. Most of us are really waking up in a very beautiful way. And those people who want to hold on to decaying patriarchal values, they will eventually realize the futility of that. Okay, and they will wake up too in their own way. In the meantime, for you, the point is to focus on your own path of evolution. Shine a light where you can. Now we're bringing back that energy of Mars sextile Saturn. Show us your skills. Show us how it's done. Shine a light where you can. But don't insist that everybody else do it your way or wake up as quickly as you do. Because we will all grow in our own time. We are all changing and we're getting more indications that change is upon us, uh, courtesy of the sun moving into Sagittarius. So sun is shifting the landscape, moving out of the watery element 
of Scorpio and into the fire of Sagittarius. That happens on Wednesday and the sun ushers us into Sagittarius season. No sooner does the sun hop into Sagittarius's fire than it makes a square to Neptune. So this is our third planetary square of the week. I hope you can understand why I am suggesting you take this time to proceed with caution rather than jump right in full speed ahead and <laughs> rush through those amber signals. Okay, so Sun square Neptune. This reveals a need uh, for you to navigate by using using your reasoning skills that comes courtesy of Sun and Sagittarius and combining with your intuition, courtesy of Neptune and Pisces. There is also a need to stay open to change. You know, Sagittarius is a mutable sign. It's not fixed like Scorpio, the sign before it. And actually, Pisces is mutable as well, okay? It's all about being adaptable, being able to dance with the energy, not, gain, not getting stuck or trapped by it. You also need to be aware that you still don't have all the information that you need to make sound decisions that affect the next several years of your life. Why am I saying that? Sagittarius is devoted to information, and sometimes we get the shadow side of Sagittarius, which shows up as the know-it-all. Um, and yet, <laughs> the know-it-all doesn't know it all. It never did, it never will, and we are complicated by Mercury retrograde and one more eclipse yet to come. Okay? Um, I try, I'm trying to be really respectful here. Sagittarius is an incredibly brilliant intellectual sign. Um, pick a Sag out of any crowd, and chances are they are experts in their field of knowledge. So no wonder we find so many teachers, professors. We also find clergy members, politicians, and legal experts. They tend to be born with the sun in Sagittarius or with Sagittarius rising. Okay? But we can get this, this shadow energy of, I know it already, you don't need to tell me, when we have strong Sagittarius energy rising to the fore. Meanwhile, as we shift into the Pisces side of this equation, one of the shadow traits of Pisces is just to abdicate their gifts altogether. Um, you will generally find that Pisces people downplay their gifts. They do the, the whole, who me? I, I'm nothing special role, right? Um, so <laughs> between the Sagittarius know-it-all and the Pisces camouflage person who wants to hide from their own light, we need to find some integration here. So my recommendation for you this week is to temper your strong Sagittarius opinions and philosophies, which can come across as a bit high and mighty. Temper that with compassion for the weakest among, amongst us. Um, Pisces energy understands that none of us, no matter how brilliant our minds are, Sagittarius, Pisces says, none of us can be truly wise, none of us can be enlightened or free until everyone is raised up, until everyone on the planet has 
the basic necessities of life, at the very least, shelter, food, uh, clothing, water, meaningful work. So if Sagittarius energy takes us too high into our ivory towers so that we forget our unity with everyone else, then Pisces energy brings us right back down into the waters of the collective experience, into the real common denominator. Now there's something else about that sun in Sagittarius squaring Neptune in Pisces that's worth noting. You know, the the totem, or sorry, I, I guess more accurately, the symbol for Sagittarius is the archer. So it feels really important now to, like that Sagittarius archer, to take aim, to take aim on that goal right now. And yet, it isn't time to release the bow, not just yet. Okay, that's what we get from the square angle. It says not yet. Um, Neptune. Neptune says, hey, your vision is blurry. Um, your aim will be off the mark. So we have an issue of timing, especially in the, you know, the fact that Mercury is still retrograde. As I mentioned, we've still got another eclipse coming down the pike. We've got three amber signals this week in the form of planetary squares. So timing is a little bit off. And yet, we all know life has to carry on. We don't all stop in our stra- in our tracks for three weeks, wait for Mercury retrograde to pass, wait for the eclipses to pass, wait for all the planetary squares to pass. I realize we have daily things to attend to. So if you need to really make your mark this week, you've got to really um, prove yourself. I'm encouraging you to use the energy on Saturday. It is as fruitful a day for progress as you can find. Now, if you can't avoid uh, making an important presentation, let's say you've got a client meeting, you've Hey, why not a first date, for instance, or a job interview or an audition, um, or you're lining up an agent or publicity person. If you really can't avoid attending to that on Wednesday, then I would, I would urge you to really pay attention to your intuition. Um, Neptune in Pisces, because Neptune rules Pisces, um, its energy is stronger than the sun in Sagittarius. So lean into your third eye that Neptune in Pisces represents. Okay, Wednesday is really packed. It's jam-packed with cosmic energy because on that day, Venus will move from her home sign of Libra and into Scorpio. Now, Scorpio is traditionally thought of as a place in the zodiac where Venus feels weak. And logically speaking, that's because Venus rules the sign of Taurus, which is opposite Scorpio on the zodiac wheel. So Venus feels very far from home. Um, In that sense, Venus is said to be in detriment in Scorpio. You know, personally, I do find that terminology to be quite limiting. It is useful um, 
when we're using the ancient techniques of horary astrology to refer to planets in detriment or planets in fall or planets that have dignity by rulership or exaltation. That's actually very helpful when we have a specific yes or no question that needs to be answered. But in terms of personal astrology, given that astrology is is a tool for self-empowerment, I don't find... <laughs> terminology like Venus in detriment to be particularly empowering. And you know what else? I mean, Scorpio is a sign that is all about the search for self-empowerment. So quite frankly, um, anyone that was born into the Scorpio tribe who has Venus in their sign, that's, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, who doesn't want to have Venus in their sign? Venus is associated with love, money, and artistry. So how are these going to be affected by Venus's state in Scorpio? Well, let's start with love and romance because these, uh, romance just becomes so much more involved with the exchange of feeling now. Uh, Scorpio is the water sign so it brings us back into our feelings and our emotions. And that's what we're exchanging with Venus in Scorpio. It's not tell me what's on your mind. It's tell me what's in your heart. What matters deeply to you. Um, you also want to consider what matters to your loved one or the object of your affection. There's also a thrill that comes from the intensity of smoke and hot attraction and heat when Venus is in Scorpio. And this can be experienced even as a renewed attraction for someone that you're already with, or it can just be a sudden infatuation with someone who just enters the scene and voila, you are hooked, baby. Now on the shadow side of Scorpio, Venus's stay here can manifest as jealousy. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a desire to hold on to your lover for dear life. And that's partly understandable because Scorpio is, is fixed energy. And so it really attaches very, very deeply in Scorpio. But we also want to remember the water side of Scorpio. And you can't grab a fistful of water and expect to hold on to it, right? It squeezes out of your fingers. Water will do that. So as much as you may feel compelled to dig in and hold on to your lover for dear life, do not choke the energy of your relationship. You are cutting off the flow. And in that sense, you can actually kill it. So some of this do or die feeling that can well up from a deep scorpionic fear of being unlovable. Don't put yourself through that mind trap. Don't ever tell yourself you are unlovable. No one is ever going to love you. No one can ever see the real you. These are some of the fears that come up with Scorpio. This is a very unkind lie that your fear tells you. And your fear comes from your frightened ego. 
The only way to overcome fear-based feelings is to sink into your heart, that's Venus, and to love yourself. I'm very happy to tell you that loving yourself becomes easier this week because Venus trines Neptune, and this happens on Wednesday. You will still feel it throughout the remainder of the week. So Neptune is all-encompassing love. It's grace and compassion. And in fact, Neptune is referred to as Venus's higher octave. Neptune takes Venus's vibration of personal love or infatuation and it raises it into divine love that includes everyone, including the so-called least amongst us. So practicing self-love can open your heart to others and practicing love for other people, including those that, oh my goodness, it can be so hard to like, let alone love, can open your heart to loving yourself, flaws and all. Now finances get a nice boost from Venus trine Neptune. Scorpio energy is very shrewd and knows how to stretch a dollar. Or it might be more accurate to say that Scorpio really understands deeply what is worthy of investing in. And Neptune comes along and helps you align the use of your resources, whether it's your money or your talent, with your highest purpose. And creative inspiration is very high this week too. So move where your muses take you. In essence, this week is really about moving to where the energy flows most freely from you and into you. And how does that happen practically speaking? It happens by doing what you adore when you feel like doing it instead of putting what you adore on the back burner and forcing yourself to attend to things that feel like loveless obligations. Because ironically enough, if you move to the beat of your heart, those onerous tasks that must get done will eventually get done and they will likely take less time. Why? Because you open up your flow and your channel by attending to your heart's desire first. And when you move into that beautiful heart space of doing what you love, you become a type of channel for love that takes you out of the time trap that we get stuck in and it takes you into a timeless vortex of infinite potential. So when your heart is full and open from allowing yourself to spend energy on something you love, the other mundane stuff gets done more easily and in the flow. I am encouraging you, my friends, to try it and trust it. I've been trying it myself and at times have panicked when I look at the hour in the day and go, I haven't done this thing or this deadline. I have to get this done now. But... I have allowed myself to attend to the obligations after I have attended to what my heart is telling me to do. So I am daring you to be the creator, uh, the creative author of your life now, not later. Now. <laughs> 
All right. Um, I want to play you a nice little dose of Venus Trine Neptune energy. We're climbing aboard the Dreamboat Annie, courtesy of Heart. Now, if you would appreciate a personalized shot of courage, an objective look at your gifts, and how you can stay in the flow of your life, please connect with me at starstruckastrology.org. I currently have an irresistible offer so that you get phenomenal value from our work together. Contact me for details. I'm Michelle Suzanne. Blessings and peace, and speak with you next week.